Red Business with Jonathan Healy. Hi there, thanks very much for joining us. Coming up on this episode, we're going to talk about innovation. They're doing something really clever down in Skibbereen, which we'll tell you about. And if you're trying to apply for funding and the forms are really complicated, then we have a solution for you. But we're going to kick off this episode with one of the biggest events for the Cork Simon community. It happens every year and it's supported by businesses all over Cork. The 21st Cork Simon Ball is happening this evening. If you're listening to us on the day the podcast goes out Friday, it's completely sold out, but you still can get involved in the fundraising fun. Uh, I'm going to be host and MC again this year, which I'm really looking forward to. And this year's voluntary chairperson uh, of the Cork Simon Ball is Ruth Fuller, marketing expert that she is. Ruth, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you're normally very, very stressed coming up to the ball because it is a huge effort to try and get everything ready for the night. Because it's it's not just to kind of a rock up, eat your dinner and give a few bob, is it? Well, you know, with your good self emceeing it, that takes a lot of the pressure off and with the fabulous committee. I genuinely thought you were going to say, with you emceeing it, it makes my job a lot harder. I'm glad you went the other way. (laughs) I'm like a swan, calmly (laughs) on the water, flapping furiously underneath. It it, it is really a a brilliant night that raises a lot of money, isn't it? Uh, It's fantastic. It's great fun. It is one of the highlights of the year and uh, we're we're very much looking forward to um, Friday night. What exactly do you use the money that's raised for? So it supports Cork Simon and their work, I suppose. There's, as you know, Jonathan, there's never been more homeless uh, people in Cork, unfortunately, and we've never had so many homeless children. So the money goes towards Cork Simon, who use it for both um, their emergency services and uh, supporting people on their journey into secure and affordable housing. Heineken Ireland are the title sponsor. Loads of other businesses, the likes of Dunn Stores, get involved as well. Um, but it's it's important that you know, everybody knows that they can contribute. Absolutely. And and Keen's Jewellers are extraordinary uh, sponsors and add a huge amount of excitement on the night. So Heineken have been sponsoring us for 21 years since the ball started. So it's, it's a huge commitment they've made to the ball uh, over the years. So on the night, as, as you can imagine, there's plenty of fundraising in the room uh, through various initiatives. But for those who aren't able to attend the ball, there's a great opportunity to bid on the auction. The auction is now live on galabid.com forward slash Simon23. And you can bid there for, for, for pretty cool prizes, including tickets to the US Open with, in the Heineken Suite. Uh, you can name a character in the in the upcoming Ross O'Carroll Kelly book by Paul Howard. Um, if you want to show for driven fantastic. Right, let's not move off that one quite so quickly. Uh, <laughs> so you can name a South County Dublin character. Could be a Cork character you introduce. There's so Correct. much you could do Jonathan there. Jonathan Healy could be in the next Ross O'Carroll Kelly book. Now, my, Ross O'Carroll Kelly, my cousin has a cafe in Dawkey that featured very heavily uh, in the Ross O'Carroll Kelly books over the years. So it was, it's not the first time a Healy will have adorned the page. The families are, yeah. yes, yes. Families so already in great. Revealing all your cards, Jonathan. Correct, yes. Well, you, you were going on. What other prizes are there? Um, a selection of art um, from the Making In initiative by Joseph Wall Studios, Cora Murphy, Owen and Lorraine Turner and Nathan Nevin. If you fancy a trip up to Castle Palace and you want a chauffeur to collect you at your door, drive you up and um, receive the royal treatment, that's that's available. So there's plenty of prizes um, that people can bid on. 
Yeah, For now, and the and hammer comes down on the night. The hammer comes down on the night. Uh, it's galabid.com slash Simon23 if people want to have a look at that. Um, but all of the money that's raised goes directly to support homeless services in Cork with the Simon community. We've, we've heard over the years of the importance of their work, Ruth. Why did you get involved in this uh, to try and help the fundraising? I suppose the homelessness crisis in, in Cork and across Ireland is, is ever-growing and where we have skills that we can contribute to, to fundraising, I think it's important that we do. You have a huge voluntary committee. You better mention some of them. They'll be given out about you. Uh, they're amazing. They're amazing. Donna Murphy, Margarita Sullivan, Lee Gillen, Vice Chair Owen Gunn, Breffany McKenna, John Birchall and Elizabeth Hegarty are doing all of the weight. Okay, well, if you are done in the Glad Rags this coming Friday, I look forward to seeing you there. If you're not, don't forget you can bid on the auction using that link we gave you earlier on. All of those people are important, but none more so than Ruth Fuller uh, of Fuller Marketing, who is the chair of this year's Cork Simon Ball. Ruth, we'll see you this evening. What time are you going to the hairdresser now? I don't want to clash with you there. The hair is doing it is, but the makeup's been done at 10, Jonathan. Okay. So don't, don't book that in. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure the makeup will be later on. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Now to innovation, as we said we were going to go, the Innovation Exchange has confirmed that the very famous Ludgate Hub and Skibbereen is its latest regional partner. We're getting a bit of a jump on the news because the announcement isn't going to be officially made until Monday, the 24th of April, by Minister Simon Coveney and the head of Skilled Ireland, Paul Healy. But she couldn't wait to tell us the news. Sinead O'Reardon of the Innovation Exchange, how are you? I'm great, Jonathan, and delighted to be speaking with you today. It's great news. Uh, the Ludgate Hub was this wonderful punch that they took down in Skibbereen of of having high-speed broadband, um, the kind of space that has cropped up in lots of other locations. Skibbereen, proud to have it first. What does it mean to partner with yourselves in the Innovation Exchange? So I suppose just to explain who we are first, uh, we're an innovation marketplace and we connect uh, large organizations and corporates who are going through digital transformation journeys to help them support this ambition. So by working with the Ludgate Hub, what they're doing is they're bringing the Innovation Exchange program to SMEs to the region to allow them to collaborate with and pitch to large businesses. And what we're hoping this will do is help stimulate job creation in the region and boost the local economy. So that's all good stuff. Um, But when you get down there, there's there's such a diversity of businesses that are coming through. Um, Working with bigger companies is a great way to grow. So how do you actually do the introductions? So we have this process. Uh, It's part of the Innovation Exchange Framework. So we will match the corporate with an SME who will meet their challenges. So the way it works is, you know, we bring the corporates on board with us. We talk to them about their challenges and we identify usually maybe two to three challenges. What we do then is we get on a webinar um, have about three webinars with corporates every month and the corporate takes the time to outline their challenges and on the webinar we usually have maybe 40 to 50 scaling companies who um, are listening to the challenge of a corporate. They have the opportunity to ask questions, maybe even briefly p- pitch their solution. So any SMEs who see an opportunity for them, they'll submit a one-page document outlining their solution and aligning it to the corporate's requirement. Mm. After this, we assess suitability um, and then determine if it is suitable for the corporate. This is the innovation exchange team. And then if successful, 
um, you know, they'll move, we'll move it to the corporate. They decide whether they want to bring the SME into pitch to them. And then after that, you know, the next stage is a deeper engagement. Do, does this so overcome, tr- Sinead, the, the they wouldn't want little old me uh, syndrome that can exist amongst emerging companies? So you're working with the likes of Glanbia, Microsoft, Ryanair, these big brands, and you might have a firm with 15 staff down in West Cork who'd say, God, I'd love to, but sure, they wouldn't They wouldn't want little old us. It, does it help break that barrier? It absolutely does, because... A lot of these companies, these scaling companies, they actually have transformative solutions which will meet the needs of the large corporates. You know, we even see ourselves last year, um, we launched last year, we have five deals done, smaller businesses working with large organizations and corporates, and they are meeting the needs of the corporates who are going through this digital transformation journey. So what kind of businesses are you looking to attract now? Because um, I mentioned some of the big businesses that are there. They're just some of them. Who needs to get involved? So if you think about uh, a digital transformation journey, really we're looking at innovative companies, companies who have a technology that will you know, meet the needs of the corporate um, and are interested in getting high-profile companies like the Ryanairs, like um, OnPost, Glanbia, as part of their product portfolio. So we would really encourage SMEs who have you know, some great solutions and we know that they're there. I mean, we have, you know, worked with a number of different SMEs. We actually have 400 SMEs on our base now um, who are really making traction with these corporates. Okay. And do you have to be based in West Cork or Skibreen or can you be anywhere in Cork to get involved? Anywhere in Cork. Um, So this is actually a national programme. We're absolutely delighted to be able to bring the Innovation Exchange to to the Cork region. Um, And uh, Ludgate Hub, they are going to be our regional partner. So obviously there, you know, there will be members of the Ludgate, Ludgate Hub, but we also, they also have a reach across kind of the wider Cork region. So we would encourage you know, SMEs, scaling companies in Cork to get in contact with us at the Innovation Exchange or the Ludgate Hub to find out more information about it. The innovationexchange.ie is the website address. Sinead O'Reardon from said Innovation Exchange. Good luck with it. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and we look forward to hearing about all those partnerships in the future. Thank you, Jonathan, and thanks for having me on. Staying with innovation as promised and a lot of businesses and researchers rely on funding from the likes of the European Union and the Irish government. But how do you go about getting it? How do you fill out the forms, which tend to be really complicated? What type of language do you use? Are there certain criteria that need to be met? It can be a total minefield if you haven't done it before, but... Help is available. Liz Gavin set up Your Digital Village in 2017 and the business has to date helped people secure more than 41 million euro in funding. Liz, you're better than the lotto. Oh, well, we, we're doing our best here in North Cork. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're working with a lot of researchers, a lot of businesses 
and getting our hands on some of those grants that you know are elusive to many there's a complex process behind some of them so we're happy to help and and use our capacity to to help others now it is complicated isn't it because anyone who's ever filled out a tender or who has filled out a form applying uh, even for a grant to do up the house your your mind would be boggled it gets a lot more complicated when you're filling in a form for research doesn't it Absolutely. I mean, it would be for people who are not used to it. And even for, you know, researchers who are quite busy already finding the time to give it, to fill in the form, as you say, to, to find the right language, to, tr- to find the right terminology that the evaluators are looking for, especially at EU level. There's a certain, uh, I suppose, way of doing it. And there's background documents that maybe they're not looking at while they're writing those applications. And that's where we come in to try and help them understand what's being requested and pull it out of there because they have it in, in, in their brain, in their heads, what they, you know, what the ideas are. But just getting it out on paper is a skill in itself. And uh, we often find that it takes a few iterations before you get there. Um, but yeah, if, you, if, you are, if you're doing it all day, every day, which is what we are doing, um, then it's it's easier, I suppose, from our point of view. Yeah, like researchers, they're effectively small business people, um, and and most small business people will face the most difficult question from time to time, which is, what do you do? Do you find that's the biggest issue when you have somebody who goes, I, "This grant will be brilliant for me," and then you ask them to explain, "Well, why?" and it doesn't go as well as you'd like it to. Well, that's it. And they're used to their type of academic speak, I suppose. Um, Whereas a lot of the evaluators, while some of them will be academics, many of them are not. And you want to keep the language rather simple and trying to get, um, you know, some of these ideas across on paper that are in simple language that can be easily understood, that gets the point across quickly, um, you know, that's an important skill. And evaluators are reading a lot of forms, as you can imagine, in one day or in, in a few days. So trying to stand out a little bit like in the media world, I guess, Jonathan, is important to get your point across quickly and clearly yeah. and also be showing the innovativeness of your idea. You know, they don't want off the shelf with with a bit of tweaking. They really want to see innovation. And that's where the funding is. It's not for you know, run-of-the-mill stuff. It's really about innovation and novelty um, and cutting edge. Yeah, Liz, I was actually this very week on the stage in the RDS interviewing lots of companies uh, who had spun out from research in universities who were involved in, in deep tech and complicated IP and obviously it takes a long time to get there, but they wouldn't have gotten to the point where they were on that stage without the type of funding that we're talking about here. And it can range from maybe couple of grand to a couple of hundred thousand to a couple of million so it really is what the researcher needs to get them to the next level and that's where you come in Absolutely. And not just with researchers, as you say, they're, they were probably startups or maybe semi, you know, a little bit further established uh, businesses. So uh, these, biz- as you say, like business businesses, researchers, they're busy people. They have, you know, they're trying to keep their own um, work moving and time to allocate to filling in these forms is very difficult to come by. But equally getting it out of their heads and onto paper is, is, is a struggle. You had great experience, of course, because you actually worked in the European Union, didn't you? And they love gobbledygook over there. They really do. 
They do. So I worked in Brussels for nearly 20 years, um, Brussels and The Hague. I worked for the European Commission um, for most of that time and then for some of its EU agencies, always working in grants administration. So I would have written a lot of the, the topics under under our remit uh, with my operational colleagues, of course. And then we would have, um, you know, evaluated those applications coming in for funding and then done all the project administration for the commission. So checking cost claims, checking reports and making sure everything was was good on, on that side. So I was on the other side of the table, I suppose, um, up to up to coming home in 2016. And now we're trying to bring back that knowledge and help people get those grants from the other side. You well, know, you you must see the best ideas. I mean, I always feel hugely inadequate when when researchers tell me about their business plans and what they've done with their lives. I mean, you must have those jaw dropping moments. Are going? That's so clever. Or that's oh, a yeah, brilliant like idea. It's, yeah, it's fabulous. I mean, and you know, you're you're dying for them to get the funding. You know, you're just you're so delighted when when things get awarded. We had a company in Limerick last year who had been with us for a number like maybe 2 years. We'd gotten them smaller grants at the beginning like that as I say some of these startups they just need the the 10 or the 50,000 to keep going at the start and then you know, we were so delighted to get them uh, over the line with a potential 15 and a half million in total that they'll be able to access eventually um, through the European Innovation Council. So they got uh, about 1.8 million and then they they have the door open into uh, more uh, funding from the EIC fund, which is just fantastic. And it's a circular economy project. It's a great news story for Ireland and for, for Limerick. Um, and we were in the top 7% uh, on that particular call. It's a really complex call, a really complex application. But the delight, we were all just so thrilled for them. Yep. That's uh, just one example, uh, you know. I, I tell you, you're the Nuala Carey of securing finance uh, at European <laughs> level. Definitely handing out millions like that. Uh, Liz, what's the website if people want to look you up? Yeah, so we're yourdigitalvillage.com, E-U-R, digital village, all one word. Um, and we're also on all the social media platforms as well. Liz Gavin of Your Digital Village, congratulations on the 41 million you've helped secure for research uh, as they try to build out businesses that could very well be the next big thing. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us on Red Business. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. And that's it for this particular episode. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, every episode is available right now on redfm.ie. Fiona Corcoran Donnelly was the producer and we'll catch you as always on the next one. Get the Red Business Podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.